Hey guys, welcome. You are listening to Mustar FM 89.6 and uh, this program is Culture, same program, New People. We are Federica from Italy and uh, Julia from Sweden. We come from opposite countries with uh, different traditions and laws and this will be the topic of our program. Listen up because we are going to talk about world laws and traditions in the world. Woo! We want to start from uh, Europe because we are in Europe and uh, we want to talk about uh, something uh, strange and weird in Europe. For example, in Germany, we know that uh, they use the pillow like a weapon. Did you know, Julia? No, well, is that true? They yeah, use it as yeah. a weapon? Yes, uh, they use it uh, like a weapon. I don't know why, I don't know where this tradition comes from, but uh, <laughs> it's a really weird tradition. Yeah, sure. And uh, the tripan is forbidden on Sunday, but this is yeah. a good law because uh, on Sunday you you don't have to listen any sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So no renovating on Sundays then in Germany. And um, so I came from Italy and uh, there are... Uh, Many traditions and many laws uh, that are has a logic but uh, are weird <laughs> too. Really? Wow, let me know. Uh, for example, in Venice, you can't uh, feed the pigeons because oh. uh, Venice is uh, a city full of pigeons. And uh, if you feed up uh, the, the pigeons, uh, they will come and cover you uh, as like <laughs> the old woman in uh, Home Alone. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? So they will attack you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so you are forbidden. But in Milan... Also, you are not allowed to hang out your clothes in visible places because it is considered an help to robbers who can climb thanks to them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, yeah, okay, so I, would, I wouldn't want to hang my clothes visibly in, wh where was it? In Milan. In Milan, all right, all right. Yeah, because of the robbers, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very weird, but uh, it's true. And uh, in Eboli... Pay attention because you are not allowed to kiss someone in the car. <laughs> yeah, I not don't even, know why. Not even in the backseat. I mean, I get it that you shouldn't kiss someone when whilst driving because that could be dangerous, but you can't even kiss someone if you are in the backseat. Yes, yes. Even if you are in the backseat. Oh, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. I think I won't go in Eboli with uh, one boy. <laughs> <laughs> And in France, uh, since uh, 2013, women didn't wear pants because of a law that mm -hmm. uh, forbade her uh, to, to wear pants and uh, um, men clothes. And they observed it until 2013. Oh, really? But I bet, I mean, a lot of women wore pants before 2013, but they like took away the law. In 2013, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's no longer no longer enforced. That's good to hear because um, I love pants and uh, I would love to go to France someday. So yes, <laughs> me too. Because uh, I don't wear wear a skirt uh, since uh, I was. Uh, six years old maybe really uh, yes <laughs> and uh, i don't i don't wear uh, dresses too and so and that was a problem for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> pants are comfortable <laughs> <laughs> yes 
and um, in France you are not allowed you are allowed to steal to your family and not to be denounced unless you steal stuff helpful to daily life did you know Julia <laughs> no but that's weird so you're allowed to steal for your family as long as it's not something that could be used in your daily life yes but I mean what would you steal that's not helpful in your daily life I can't think of one thing that wouldn't be helpful oh maybe jewels jewel yeah okay maybe you can steal mm. from your family mm-hmm. you can steal from your relatives oh really okay you are allowed to draw a bank check on a toilet paper if uh, this one it's absorbent enough <laughs> If it oh, okay <laughs> if it is absorbent enough yeah wow that's well, great yeah yeah it is in scotland if you are under uh, 11 years old you can see a naked lay figure and uh, at least last but not the least in england is forbidden to operate drank cows <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that one is understandable i think because it would be sort of unethical maybe to get your cow drunk <laughs> so it's a good one no no if they are drunk the cows are drunk yeah, they yeah. are not allowed to but that's what i mean like if if um it's unethical to get your cow drunk mm-hmm. so you can't mm-hmm. yes they're no usable if you <laughs> but if they're drunk why they had to make a law about this yeah that's <laughs> weird that's weird that's <laughs> someone really probably weird. did that someone probably got their cow drunk <laughs> <laughs> maybe so friends uh, we can talk about uh, where the laws and tradition after this song Welcome back, friends. We are speaking about uh, uh, world laws and tradition. We are Julia and Federica. And uh, now Julia will explain us something about Africa because uh, she comes from Africa and she has uh, (laughs) relatives from Africa, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, my dad is South African, so I am half South African. Uh, But yes, uh, as in every other continent in the world even africa has has some weird laws uh for example in mauritania brides to be must gain weight because fatter girls are index of wealth and power did you know uh, mm, i didn't know but uh, there's um, a sort of tradition also in europe that says that uh, fat woman has uh, power genes Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think we had like sort of the same in Sweden, like way back. It was also the same, like you would consider bigger women yes, to be more powerful and, and uh, wealthy. They were considered uh, like they had uh, more money than the other people. And uh, so that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in uh, Guinea... Women use a bowl full of rice to declare their love. So if you really love someone, you should give them a bowl of rice. Instead of the of the flowers, mm-hmm. uh, you can bring someone a bowl of, full of rice. Right. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, and here's a weird one, and also a little bit disturbing. Uh, in Bobo, if a man marries a sterile woman who can't have children, he can buy a fertile one, a fertile woman uh, who will have sexual intercourse with this man and the wife 
will follow all the phases of this union that it takes to have a son, and then the wife will feel like a mother of the son and will take care of him. Uh, and uh, I mean, this one is a little bit weird. Like, I get it though, how the mother that can't have, like, the woman that can't have her own children, gets to follow uh, this other woman so that it feels like it will be her own son. But at the same time, it's a little bit disturbing that you could buy yes. a woman. It sounds a little bit like The Handmaiden's Tale, you know, the Netflix series. It reminds me of that. And that one is scary. So. Yes, I think it's uh, really disturbing, as you said, because uh, this explains you um, how women are also considered an uh, object to sell to people and uh, they are not considered like a part of uh, the society. Mm. Yes, really disturbing. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to actually move from Africa to South America now. Uh, and in Venezuela, the Yanomami tribe, which is based in Venezuela and also in Brazil, have a tradition that most likely would be considered weird to most people. Within the tribe, they forbid burial of their dead. So therefore, those who die are cremated. Uh, and so far, nothing strange because cremation is, well, it's common It's in common, a, yes. In other parts of the world. But once cremated, the ashes, are the ashes are given to the family of the deceased and eaten by all. The ashes are mixed together with a soup made from bananas. And then everyone in the community must consume the mixture. And the Yanomomi tribe believe this is the way to keep their beloved tribe members' spirits alive and well for generations to come. Uh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's it's kiskifo. It's a little bit <laughs> kiskifo, like in Italian way. Yeah, it's a little bit disgusting. Um, but I don't. I mean, they have like as I said, the reason for it is that they believe that this will keep their tribe members' spirits well and alive for generations to come. But I don't know how good it is for you to eat a dead person's ashes. It's, uh, yeah. it's a little bit disturbing, isn't it? Yes, it's a little bit disturbing, and I don't think it's good for your health no, and no, your no. body system. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how my body would take that. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's their tradition, though, so you don't want to step on anybody's toes. But, as I said, I think most people would consider it a bit weird. And also, probably in most countries, well, not most countries, but some countries, I think it would be forbidden Or actually considered to be like cannibalism? Yes, I think so. That is so, cannibalism. Yeah. So, well, yes. Uh, that's what they do in the Yanomami tribe. That's what they do on the uh, Yanomami tribe. Yes. Of and uh, we, and Brazil. Uh, we are going to listen to another song, but uh, then Julia will explain us other laws and traditions. Hi guys, come came back. Are you curious to know something about uh, laws and traditions uh, weird in the world? So Julia, continue your weird and laws traditions. Thank you, thank you. We're still on the topic of South America. Uh, and now we're going to talk a little bit about different Christmas traditions that they have there. Uh, first up is that in the Mexican city of Oaxaca, 
the mayor once created a radish carving celebration back in 1897. They call this the Night of the Radishes. In the 23rd of December, a three-day-long event takes place in the town plaza, and people carve radishes in all different sizes and shapes, creating sculptures and masterpieces. And then these creations are then put on display in the town plaza for everyone to enjoy and appreciate. The radishes used are grown specifically for this tradition, so they are way larger than the ones that you would find in your local grocery store. And to top it all off, there is also a grand prize of 12,000 pesos for the best sculpture. Wow. Yes. So uh, if you want to get rich, then you better get your carving skills on. Uh, But this is very interesting, I think, and... Also, it's very, like, it's a lovely way to kick off Christmas, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. Bring the entire town together and carve some radishes. Yeah. And, I mean, it's also, it's an event for, like, families also. So a lot of kids go there. Uh, It's uh, big, like, within the kids' community also. So they also do carve this, uh, these radishes and put them on display in the town plaza. So that's nice. Um, yes, and uh, maybe we should move on from Oaxaca to the Venezuelan capital, Caracas. They have a Christmas tradition that includes roller skates. On Christmas Eve, the people put on their roller skates and glide to Christmas Mass. Skating to Mass became so popular that the government decided to close off the streets beginning at 8 a.m. so that the skaters could skate in safety. As a legend has it, many children also tie one of a str- like the one end of mm-hmm. a string to their big toe and hang the string out the window and then when the skaters pass by they gently pull the string. I mean, isn't that a lovely tradition giving Christmas mass a sort of carnival feeling? Yes. So everybody's on roller skates. That's lovely. I think it would be I mean, maybe I don't know, it would be difficult maybe to do in Sweden. I don't know if people would be that into roller skating. But we are into ice hockey, so. But, yeah, so they skate to Christmas Mass and uh, also fun that the government is in on it. Like, they close down the road so that people could skate in safety. That's nice. That's nice. What a weird tradition in Christmas. I, I didn't think about it because... Uh, uh, for me, Christmas, uh, it's the same in all the world and uh, uh, it's uh, strange to listen to these typical ways to celebrate Christmas. Right, right. But also I think like Christmas might be the biggest tradition in most countries because I know our friend Sebastian from France, he said that it's a big tradition in, in France that Christmas might be maybe the biggest holiday there. And to me, I mean, in Sweden, it's probably also the biggest tradition of the year is Christmas. You celebrate it often with your family. How is it in Italy? Is it the biggest uh, tradition or the biggest holiday? Yes, I think so. It's uh, for sure the biggest tradition. And uh, after Christmas, uh, New Year coming uh, is another big tradition and everyone wants to celebrate the first of the year and uh, every year I celebrate the first of the year in mountain. This is our tradition. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Um, and uh, I think, I mean, obviously also in the US it's big, Christmas with St. Nick. Um, but in Christmas in Italy... Does Santa Claus really climb down the chimney? In the U.S., okay, it's tradition that's, 
That's Santa Claus. He lands with his reindeers on the roof, and then he climbs down the chimney and leaves the presents under the Christmas tree. It's um, it's made, but only for ch- for children and okay. and uh, not in the cities because in the cities there are flats and apartments, and it's not in the chimney. Uh, you only find it uh, in uh, villages or little towns, and you can find. Uh, Um, fake uh, Santa Claus uh, mm. that uh, bring uh, presents to to children. All right. Okay, guys. We just stopped for five minutes and uh, came back for other strange laws and traditions. Hi, guys. We were talking about uh, where the laws and traditions. Uh, we were talking about uh, America. And uh, Julia was uh, explaining us uh, uh, how the Christmas is in America, but uh, she has not finished. So I let the word uh, to her. Actually, I don't have any Christmas traditions left, but we have one more tradition about uh, an Amazonian tribe, as I mentioned earlier, the ones where they eat the ashes. But this is another tribe. This one is... um, the Amazonian Sateremawe tribe of Brazil. And they have this tradition that every young man must go through in order to become a true warrior and to prove his manhood. All right. So what they do is they put their hands in these gloves that have been filled with drugged, giant, tropical bullet ants. Oh, my God. (laughs) These bullet ants have a sting of 30 times worse than one of a bee, and it could be compared to the hit of a bullet. Uh, and yes, these gloves must be carried for at least 10 minutes while the ants inject the hands with their new- neurotoxic venom. And then the man usually dances during this time to take their mind off the pain. Oh, yeah. And also, they have to do it 20 times. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And the explanation for this somewhat horrifying ritual is to show the men that a life without suffering or without any kind of effort is not worth anything at all. So what do we think about that? This is a terrible tradition and uh, I think uh, that would be abolished and uh, I don't know how they do this kind of uh, terrible no, practice. No, no. I I'm really <laughs> disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can really like feel the pain because I mean, okay, so this is giant tropical bullet ants and They have a sting 30 times worse than that of a bee. But I know that if I got, when I got stung by a bee once, I mean, I cried, all right? Because I got stung by a bee and they get stung by these bullet ants. This is, this is, this is something else, all right? This is on an entirely different level. Um, And yeah, I mean, also, like, they have to do it to, like, prove this, prove their manhood. I mean, Okay, do they really have anything to yes, prove? Yes, also the reason why they do it uh, is not so good. Yeah, well, I would probably say that we in here in the studio do not agree with this. Uh, no. No. Both in the studio, we are against this kind of practice uh, <laughs> that is not a practice. It's a terrible way to... Yeah, it's horrifying. ...to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's horrifying. All right, but that was actually all for South America, but... I heard you have something about Asia, right? Yes, uh, in Asia, uh, there are a lot of uh, weird laws and traditions. I can imagine. 
Yes, there are a lot of uh, countries and uh, so there are a lot of traditions, you know. Also because uh, these countries are very far from our culture and so it's it's easy to find a weird tradition. Yeah, right, right, right. We it's easy for us to find them weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For example, uh, if you go in India, mm-hmm. the left hand is used for daily hygiene. So you shouldn't use to eat or transfer money or objects. Did you know? Actually, I did know because I learned this back in like ninth grade because we worked about uh, Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And I think like they have sort of the same tradition there uh, as they have in India that you should not use your left hand for like eating and stuff because they use it to, well, wipe themselves with. I think. Yes, they <laughs> use uh, for daily hygiene. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean, yeah. no? <laughs> so, okay, daily hygiene, guys, daily so hygiene. So if you go in India, don't shake the left hand to a man because it's not so clean. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And uh, there is another tradition, but uh, this... Uh, Uh, is about marriage because mm-hmm. uh, the bride waits for the bridegroom and not vice versa who will bring a flower written to the bride and to his mother-in-law will bring a coconut oh a coconut yes <laughs> yes it's weird for us but uh, they always make like this because uh, they want to greet the mother-in-law mm, i don't know i would love a coconut so i mean Coconut juice is good for you and coconut oil is also good for you so yeah I would love coconut. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. I always uh, eat coconut in uh, in the summer and I always uh, use uh, coconut oil for my hair. And so <laughs> I love coconut. Right. <laughs> It's a good way to greet. And uh, another strange that uh, it's uh, sad. It's a sad tradition. Women who live in villages or in little towns are considered a gravity, even though they work for the livestock and for the house. So they are forced to eat alone after the husband, the sons and the daughters. Oh, oh, no. Yes, it's uh, very sad and it's a kind of, of uh, masculism. Yeah, yeah, I do not agree with this one. No. <laughs> Even not me. But uh, we will uh, speak about uh, Asian strange uh, tradition and laws after this music. Hi, guys. We Hi. Were... Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. We were talking always uh, about uh, where the laws and traditions, but uh, we are in Asian. We are... Uh, Uh, explore, we are exploring uh, something about Asia mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about India, but uh, I have something about China that isn't less interesting. For example, they spit on the ground in every place, but blowing the nose is considered a form of rudeness because they have um, different meanings of uh, shame mm-hmm. and so they they can spit but they can't blow the nose so. oh yeah oh yeah i got it actually i have something similar uh, in america but we'll get to that later 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, because of their different meaning of shame, public toilets are open and divided only by a wall. So if you get through the toilets, you can see people doing their private things. Really? Yes, for they sure. Don't, they don't have doors? No. But these are the public toilets. Mm. Oh, yeah, true, true. But I don't know. I like to close the door behind oh, me. me too. I like to but, uh, have my own little area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me too. It's it's the same. But I read uh, somewhere that um, they have uh, some interesting problems. And so they in the entire China, you can find out there uh, the toilets along the streets. So you can make your own things <laughs> in the streets, but in front of the, all the people. Oh my it's God. so strange. No. It's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, China is not my place no. where to live, but um, they are happy like this. Mm. So, And um, another thing of uh, the China is that they don't have uh, traffic rules. Oh, what? Yes, they don't have signals or traffic rules. They don't have crossroads. And so when you cross the streets, you risk every time uh, to be run over. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. How do people survive? I mean, here in Hungary, people like the, the drivers, they are so kind. Like they wait for you every time. Yes, Yes, for real. And uh, it's strange uh, even if we are all in Europe because, uh, for example, in Italy, it doesn't work like this. No. <laughs> They pass and uh, you, yeah, can, yeah, same. you can die over there. <laughs> <laughs> But we're having no traffic rules at all. I mean, that's a gamble. Yes. Yes. You are right. And uh, in China, there is a law. There is a very weird, and uh, I don't know why it does exist uh, this law because uh, Buddhist monks mm-hmm. aren't allowed to reincarnate without the state permission. You know <laughs> what I mean? The government has <laughs> to give you the permission to reincarnate. Yeah, but you're all you already be dead. So how do you? Oh, you have to do it in advance. In advance, yes, for sure, because they, it's regulated by a 2007 law that gives some some measures for reincarnation. Really? So when, okay, so if I were to be a Buddhist monk and I was feeling, okay, I feel like soon it's going to be my time to go. <laughs> yes. And I have, have to go to the government and ask their permission to be reincarnated. Yes. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. Yes. <laughs> Interesting, but a little bit weird. Yeah. And also, I think that's one, that's a crime that you could get away with, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think so. And um, I'm going to speak uh, about uh, Japan because uh, it's, it's another weird place uh, where to live because mm-hmm. uh, it's full of uh, traditions, uh, it's full of uh, things uh, that... Uh, Uh, makes uh, it a uh, uh, weird place uh, mm-hmm. for for us uh, that comes to the West. Yeah. For example, they have uh, the Vichy washlet that is uh, a kind of Vichy and uh, bidet 
all mm. together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, near your toilet, you have uh, some buttons you can put on and uh, they have different tasks. Mm-hmm. So you you can do many things <laughs> on your toilet. <laughs> It's so strange. Oh, wow. Where do I get one? <laughs> This is a, a very weird uh, thing about Japan. But we will talk about Japan more after this song. Came back, guys. We were talking about Japan. Do you know that Japan is a very weird place uh, where live and uh, also to visit because uh, it's full of weird uh, things? Yeah, well, it is to us because it's far from our own traditions. Yes, it's uh, is uh, very f- far to to our countries and to our culture. So, for example, do you know, Julia, that uh, they work a lot every day mm-hmm. and uh, also sometimes also at, at night? Did you know? I mean, no. I mean, a lot of people work also night, but do they work how for how many hours? Uh, a lot of hours, like uh, 12 hours oh, per day. Really? No. Yes. Uh, they work a lot and so they decided to create some capsula hotels that are um, some hotels made by plastic, mm-hmm. made in plastic, mm-hmm. uh, that has uh, rooms uh, that are two meters long, one meter large and one half meter high. Oh, Waf- so it's like a capsule. Yes, like a capsule. And um, often they are made in plastic and they are used to sleep after work because Japanese people often do late uh, at work. Mm-hmm. And also because uh, if they are drunk, they can sleep and then uh, go home when, when they are fresh. Mm, right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe that, that's something that they should have in bars and stuff. Yes. <laughs> I think this kind of tradition uh, has expand. It should expand so that we have yes. it in more places than, than just, was it Japan? Japan, yes. Should expand, yes. And um, another thing, uh, it's about uh, bows. Because they always make a bow to great, but... Uh, they are not uh, all the same okay. the bows for example a shaku is a 15 degrees bow and is used to informal greetings and to congratulate with someone karai instead is another kind of bow and is a 30 degree bow and it's used to greet someone of the upper class for example the boss mm-hmm The last one is uh, Saikerei and is a 45 degrees bow and it's used to greet personalities like Emperor. Or um, maybe if you have done something very bad, you mm. have to apologize mm-hmm. and you, you make a 45 degrees bow. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is something that you probably have to study before going to Japan. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Yes. How to bow. Mm. Maybe you have to study all... All their traditions and uh, all their way of life, mm. lifestyles. Yeah, just in order to not offend someone. Yes. And uh, there is another strange, uh, but uh, it was sad tradition. And mm. uh, it's about samurai. 
Oh, all right. It's the samurai warriors. Warriors. The ones with yes. the swords. Okay, I got it. Yes, they when they received the katana. Do you know katana? Is it the sword? Yes, all right. Sword. Mm-hmm. When they received the katana, they have to try it and they have to kill someone to finish someone and often was a, a passenger at the night. Oh no. Yes, a person they didn't know. All right, so it was like a part of their ritual in order to become a true samurai. Yes. They had to kill someone. All right. Yes. Because uh, if you were a samurai and you didn't finish someone, it was considered like a dishonor. Mm-hmm. And so they, they had to do this uh, terrible practice. But this practice was forbidden in uh, 1602. Yeah, okay, good to hear. <laughs> good so to it hear. is safe to wander the streets at night in Japan. <laughs> yes, you can, you <laughs> can walk on the streets uh, without... Uh, be afraid uh, of this uh, kind of practice <laughs> and um, Japanese people love uh, pets in fact if you mm-hmm. walk this, uh, the Japanese streets you can see more pets than children <laughs> <laughs> really? yes that is good for me because uh, I love pets uh, really much and so it's good for me to you oh uh, yeah no I'm not really a pet person I am a really <laughs> pet person. So I prefer pets uh, to children. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Federica is a pet person and I am not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I actually prefer children, but I think maybe that's because I have siblings. I don't know. And I want uh, to tell something about Japan after this song. Hi, guys. We were talking about Japan and Japanese people. And I want only to tell you something about meat, because meat was forbidden uh, in Japan until 1872. Mm-hmm. In fact, in 675, an Imperial Tamil's ban established the death penalty to people who had eaten beef, monkeys or pets. The prohibition was valid from April until September, and the law was deleted in 1872, when the, even the emperor left the vegetarianism, and now Kobe's beef is one of the typical Japanese food, and it's very tasty. Mm-hmm. But they were strongly pescatarians before that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think they were pescatarians. Yeah, right. But now they are omnivorous. just like us but I think they prefer fish uh, anyway yeah because like their national food is like sushi I mean the sushi originates from there so I'm happy (laughs) Uh, yeah and we love sushi yes we love sushi we really love sushi (laughs) (laughs) and another law about Japan is that uh, in 2050 uh, in Japan was forbidden to dance in public and in places where you could, you had to dance until midnight. This law came into force after Second World War to stamp prostitution in nightclubs. Mm-hmm. And now you have to pay attention because uh, after midnight you are not allowed to dance even if you are in a, in a club. Mm. Oh, because it was it was a way to try to reduce. Prostitution? Yes. It's a way to contrast, uh, uh, to to go against the prostitution. Mm. But 
I think it's restrictive yeah. and uh, doesn't focus on the real purpose. No, right. And I mean, you're not a prostitute just because you like to dance after midnight. Uh, no, not for <laughs> sure. Because I always dance after midnight <laughs> and same, I'm not same. And I'm not the, a prostitute. No. But I want to pass in Russia because we were talking about... Oh, we're about moving to Russia now. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, we were moving to Russia because uh, there are a lot of uh, things, uh, something uh, strange, uh, something... Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Sonia and Alexandra <laughs> from Mustaras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to to greet our colleagues. <laughs> hi, Sonia and Alexandra. hi, Alexandra. <laughs> For example, I, I know that in Hermitage Museum... There are a lot of cats. Why? Why there are a lot of, of cats? No Do you idea. know? And I am not the biggest fan of cats, so I'm a little bit scared now. <laughs> ah, because they use um, city cats to protect the works from mouses. Oh, mm. that's a good idea. Do you so they're like living mouse traps. Yes. But I mean, in one way, that's sort of weird because then instead of having mouse running around, they will have cats running around. Uh, it's not like that because uh, there are about uh, 60 cats split in the, into groups that live in the museum basement and warehouse. They are not in the museum uh, where oh. the All works right. are. They are in the basement mm -hmm. and then in the warehouse, so they can use uh, the cats of the city in a good way. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> and uh, uh, Russia is uh, full of uh, rich people, but uh, weird people, because uh, rich people um, created fake ambulances to avoid the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes, but they were discovered oh, and right, right. Uh, of mm -hmm. course they had to pay for this uh, <laughs> trouble. But it's a clever way to fool the system. I'll tell I'll give them that. Yes, yes. It's a uh, very clever. And um if you are a woman and you live in Russia, you for sure wear like a model suit if you are going uh, to shop at the supermarket. Women in Russia, mm -hmm. always wear like, uh, always wear like um, like models. Mm -hmm. They dress up like supermodels. Yes, mm -hmm. even if they are going to shop uh, at the supermarket, doesn't matter. <laughs> they wear like a like supermodels. Oh, really? Yes, they they take care about uh, themselves mm -hmm. and their beauty, and uh, they always wear like models. Right, so we found a lot of beautiful women in the supermarket then. Oh, yes. Yes. So if you want to meet some beautiful women, go in Russia. <laughs> For sure. And um, there is a, a strange tra tradition that, um, that involves also Hungarian people because uh, they don't shake hands to women. They only shake hands to the man. <laughs> I don't know what this is about. Julia is uh, disappointed now. I mean, my hand is as good as any man's hand. I'm, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> oh, yes. We are so feminist. So uh, it's uh, a little bit annoying to mm. us uh, to say to her something like that. We will talk about Russia um, after this music. 
Here we are with something about Russia. We were talking about women, we were talking about greetings, and uh, we were talking about cats. Do you remember, Julia? Absolutely. But uh, I want to give you some information about Russia, and then I want to let the word to Julia. There is a strange tradition that comes from the Soviet period okay. and um, involves uh, the families because um, some of them are still used to live in which they call communalka. That are a sort of flats full of rooms in which they live with their relatives, not only with the family, mm -hmm. not only with siblings, mother and father, but also with aunties, with grandma, aunties. with grandpa. It's mm -hmm. a strange tradition, but now it's less used to... Oh, it's not so common anymore? Yes, it's not so common anymore because uh, there are too many people in the same uh, flat. So yeah, right. do you know what I mean? Mm. People need their personal space, right? <laughs> yes, you have no privacy, so it's so strange. But uh, do you want to talk about America? Yeah, we can uh, continue and travel on to the United States of America. This is my home country, and yes, do we have some weird laws in the U.S.? And since because... This, all the states have different laws. We're going to jump around a little bit. So we're going to actually start off in Kingsman, Arizona. Did you know that donkeys cannot sleep in bathtubs after 7 p.m.? Enforced in 1924, the reason behind this weird law is that a rancher had a donkey that for some reason liked to rest and sleep in bathtubs. And one day a dam broke, flooding the town, including the rancher's land, resulting in the donkey unwillingly washing down the stream in the bathtub. The town had to devote a lot of resources and manpower to rescue this donkey. So after the incident, they banned donkeys from sleeping in bathtubs after 7 p.m. Wow. <laughs> This is a weird information. Yeah, but I get it, though, that they would enforce this law. But I don't know how common it is to have your donkey sleeping in a bathtub. This is the question. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess this donkey was uh, a little bit picky and didn't like to stay in the barn, so he got to sleep in the bathtub. I guess the rancher spoiled him a little. Anyways, let's move on to Skamania County in Washington, where it is forbidden to harass Bigfoot. Harassing Bigfoot is illegal. Funny how there is actually no scientific proof that Bigfoot even exists. But if you were to see him or find him, remember that it is illegal to shoot him. If you were to do so, you could be looking at one year in jail. I mean, if you think about it, this one is actually not so weird because it is forbidden to shoot people, right? And it's also forbidden to hunt and shoot animals in numerous places. So why should it be okay to shoot Bigfoot? except from the fact that no one knows if he actually exists, right? Of course. <laughs> Do you believe in Bigfoot? No. No, I don't believe. Yeah, well, I mean, in Skamania County in Washington, they seem to believe that he exists because he even has a law that protects him now. I mean, I think I wish somehow that he would exist because it would be sad for this whole big myth to be a lie. So I wish for someone to see him. And I mean, they also do actually say, like a lot of people from this area in Washington, they claim that they have seen him. And I think that's also why they enforce this law, because he seems to like Skamania County in Washington. <laughs> so he seems to appear a lot there. I don't know. Yeah, I wish that he's real. Do you believe in Bigfoot? 
I don't know if I believe in him, but I wish that he is real. So I mean, I have to sort of believe in him. Yes. Yes, it's the same for me. <laughs> so in our hearts, we wish and we believe in you, Bigfoot, and it's okay. You can come out because it's illegal to shoot you in Skamania County in Washington. <laughs> You always uh, tell us uh, something weird, and uh, <laughs> we will continue with your information after this song. Came back, guys. We are Julia and Federica, and Julia was explaining uh, something about USA because uh, she comes from there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we've been to Kingsman, Arizona, and we've been to Skamania County in Washington. Let's move on to Eureka, Nevada. It's forbidden for men with mustaches to kiss women in public. Oh yeah, let that sink in. But actually, if I've read this correctly, the law is technically still there, as in written down in the books, but not enforced anywhere or anymore. So the law is from the late 19th century, when it actually wasn't uncommon for states to forbid facial hair. The reason for this law was that the lawmakers claimed it to be unattractive. But hey, you know, if you have facial hair, own it, flaunt it, and kiss a woman, for all I know, even if you are in Eureka, Nevada. Wow. This is strange. But as I said, this law is, well, technically it's still there because it's still written down in the books, but it's not enforced anymore. So I don't think if you go there and you have a mustache and you would kiss a woman in public, I don't think that they would charge you. I think too. It's uh, that kind of tradition that you must know, but just for uh, personal culture. But I don't think you no, would no. be punished. Uh, no, no, no. Because this law is, I mean, it's outdated, it's old. But I think it's interesting, though, how it actually was a law and that the reason for the law was that the lawmakers claimed it to be unattractive. Like yes. it was unattractive for men to have facial hair, and that's why they had this law to prohibit that men would actually have that's facial hair. That's very weird. Yeah. That's and this was in the late 19th century. So, But what do you think? Is it unattractive for men to have facial hair? <laughs> I don't think so. No, right? <laughs> so, you know, you do you. If you have facial hair, even as a man or a woman, you do you. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to Alabama. So, not only is nose picking considered disgusting, <laughs> in the state of Alabama, it could also be illegal, potentially. Because listen to this. It is against the law to pick your nose and then flick your booger into the air or the wind. And, I mean, I'm really sorry to say that I don't know why this law is, though, because I did my research and I couldn't really find what the reason for this law is, but probably has to be with offending other people. What do you think? Yes, I think uh, it's uh, because you don't want to offend uh, anybody or maybe for... Um no, but I think you're right. Practically, the law states that it's forbidden to pick your nose and then flick your booger into the wind. And I suppose that's because, like, the booger could land on another human being and then they might be offended. Yes, I think. Because it's disgusting, right? Kiss gifo. It's Kiss the Italian gifo. word for disgusting <laughs> for you guys who don't know. So I think that that might be it. And I mean, I would obviously be offended if someone, you know, picked their nose and then flicked their booger into the air <laughs> and uh, it landed on me. Like, if I got someone's booger on me, I would be really mad. <laughs> yes, but it uh, make me laugh a lot. Cause so, I mean, good for you, Alabama, to have a law against this. It's important. <laughs> they should enforce this in other countries. <laughs> I didn't think someone could could do this uh, kind of practice uh, for real. No, but, but I mean, that is, I don't know why, because I couldn't find why this law is, but this must be the reason for it. Like, it actually landed on someone else, and then they took this to court. 
And props to that person because if someone flicked a booger on me, I would have been furious. So, yep. Me too. So let's move from Alabama to the state of New Jersey, where it is legal to wear a bulletproof vest while committing a murder. Yeah, well, <laughs> not that it's already illegal to kill someone, but you better not carry a bulletproof vest on you. So, I mean, jokes aside, this is actually somewhat a reasonable law. And in reality, it doesn't only apply to murder, but to any criminal act. Let me explain. In New Jersey, as an adult, you may purchase a bulletproof vest, right? Unless you have been convicted of a felony. If you were to commit a crime in this bulletproof vest or any other type of body armor, you can additionally be charged separately for wearing while carrying out a criminal act. And we're talking more jail time and fines, which will be added to the punishment of the first actual crime. This crime could have been murder. So, I mean, does it make sense? I don't think so. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, in New Jersey, it is illegal to wear a bulletproof vest while carrying out a criminal act, which is sort of weird because it's already illegal to carry out a criminal act, right? But also, you may not carry a bulletproof vest because if you're carrying a bulletproof vest or any other body armor while carrying out a criminal act, you could additionally be charged separately for wearing the vest while carrying out a criminal act. So you could, it would increase your punishment. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. So it's weird, but also kind of makes sense, right? Mm, yes, it makes sense, but uh, it's not so common to do like this. No, that's what I mean. Maybe if you would maybe commit a robbery or something at a bank and there's a lot of shooting, then maybe you would wear a... A bulletproof vest, but I don't know. But I mean, obviously someone did this because it is a law, so... Yes, for, of course, of course, it, it makes sense. I want to thank Julia and uh, I want to say to you guys that you are going to listen to the music, but uh, then we will come back with uh, other strange and weird laws and traditions. Hey guys, welcome back. We are... Speaking with uh, Julia, and uh, she is uh, talking about USA, but uh, she has something to tell us. We're moving from New Jersey and their illegacy to wear bulletproof vests to Georgia. And in the southeastern state, Georgia, it's illegal to, listen closely now, carry an ice cream cone in your back pocket on Sundays. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a very specific law, but, you know, it sounds weird, right? Actually, it's quite the funny story. This law is an old one, and it was enforced in order to prevent people from stealing horses. Because what people would do was they would put an ice cream cone in their back pocket to lure horses, and the horse would follow them for the cone, and the horse thief would not even have to look back at the horse. So this was a very effective way for horse thieves to steal horses without actually touching the horse so they could not be convicted of stealing a horse. Ah, yes, uh, but the, it was a clever way to steal horses if you think about it. Yeah, really, really. But because the lawmakers and the police couldn't arrest these people because they hadn't actually stolen a horse because they hadn't actually touched the horse, they had to make a law about it. So they enforced the law that is not okay to carry an ice cream cone in your back pocket on Sundays. This is specific, but yes. Apparently, we also learned that horses like ice cream cones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's uh, something we have to know because uh, if you love horses, maybe you will 
you will take him a cone. Right. But you know what? Now I'm growing tired of the US. So do you have anything else? Yes, I have uh, a lot of words, laws and traditions in Asia. That is uh, the place uh, I was uh, talking about. Uh, and uh, I want to tell you something about uh, Thailand and Philippines mm-hmm. because they are um, interesting places. For example, in Philippines is forbidden my way of uh, Frank Sinatra after it was renamed my way killings because it was considered an encouragement to violence. What do you think about it? Well, to be completely honest with you, I haven't actually heard this song. But if they thought that it encouraged people to... To violence. To violence, then maybe... Yeah, maybe it's a reasonable law. Mm, I don't think so. But you've heard the song, right? Yes, but... Yeah. Guilty, I did not. It's <laughs> strong to say that a song uh, encouraged to violence. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because I mean, a lot of songs then would be encouraging yes. to violence. So then a lot of songs should be forbidden, right? Yes, of yeah, course. Mm. And uh, for example, in Thailand, the movie Anna and the King with uh, Jodie Foster was uh, censored because it considered an insult to the royal family. Moreover, in 1930, a law forbade movies to talk about king or monarchy. What do you think about it? So the movie was forbidden in Thailand because they claimed it offended the royal house? Yes. All right. And then after that? After that, in 1930, a law forbade movies to talk about king or monarchy. Mm-hmm. To me and to my culture, that's weird because we actually have a monarchy in Sweden. We have a king and we have a queen and we have all the prince and princesses running around. And also they have it in England. And I'm actually really fascinated with the royal house, I must say. To me, it's a little bit sad. Also because a lot of movies about kings and queens are not only like about monarchy, but they're also about history, right? Because yes, a lot of kings and queens yes, I agree. In fact, belong in the history of like the history of England or like the history and also like the history of Europe yes because because Europe had a lot of kings and queens so to me it's sad because then it would sort of close us off from that part of history yes it's sad and also because uh, movies uh, it's a form to inform people about uh, history and uh, it's not uh, It has not to be considered uh, an insult uh, to the royal family or the monarchy. Just to inform the people that monarchy or royal family exist. Mm. I think so. And uh, one more in Singapore. Chewing gum is forbidden, but uh, for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. Because uh, uh, this law was established in 1992 when a chewing gum was used as a sabotage instrument. Yes, Mm. it's uh, a particular way to use uh, (laughs) the chewing gum, but it's strange. I mean, I'm sort of addicted to chewing gum, which I don't think is really healthy in some ways. So maybe I should not go to Singapore then. Me too, because I'm addicted to chewing gum too. Mm. But maybe I could do without it for a week or two, because I really (coughs) want to see Singapore though. Oh, maybe. It seems to be beautiful. Yes, me too, me too. And uh, friends uh, uh, talk me about uh, uh, Singapore, and uh, they say it's a beautiful city. I can imagine. 
Guys, uh, this uh, this program has finished. That was all for us. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if uh, uh, we have bored you or uh, if you were boring uh, listening to us. Uh, and uh, we hope you learned something. We will see you next Friday uh, for another topic. Bye. Bye.